What's up, music buzzers? Welcome back to The Music Buzz, the podcast where we talk about music, pop culture, and current events while we get buzzed. We're your hosts, Lauren Brumley and Justine Avila. We missed ya. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been busy. I feel like we haven't done an episode in a hundred years. There's a lot to talk about. Oh, for sure. It was a busy month. Yeah, like, and everything is happening now, too. Right. The album releases are out of control, nonstop. We have award shows. We have drama. We have everything. Tour announcements. Like, just everything. It's so insane. So today we're going to talk about a couple pop culture news items, and we're going to talk about some new album releases and what we think about them. Oh, yeah. Jay, you want to tell the people what we're buzzing on today? I sure do. So we are buzzing locally, as we usually are, in our favorite Tennessee Brew Works. Um, They have some special editions out this month. I don't know how long they're out, but you should go get some. We have the Imperial Strawberry White Ale. It is delicious, and it's also soaked in wax at the cap, so be careful taking that off. That's a journey. Um, That's a PSA for you at home. And then we also have the Farmer's Beat, which apparently it's made with beets, so you feel like you're having a smoothie. It's essentially a health drink. Yeah, like kombucha beet beer it's all kind of in the same family in my mind exactly we're eating a vegetable it's a smoothie so it's called health and wellness babe look it up (laughs) so that's what we're buzzing on um you know go check them out feeling buzzed and feeling good so first thing up on our list is last night was the vmas the video music awards on mtv this award show has been going on since I can remember being like a young kid, obviously since even before that, but like I remember being little and like watching the VMAs. Right. And I also remember it like being the most outrageous performances. Yes. Like that's what they're known for. The like over the top, like I think Eminem did the Slim Shady thing where like all of the Slim Shadies oh, like yeah. popped up. I forgot about and that then one. like this was also the one where Kanye interrupted Taylor and like it's just known for being outrageous and controversial britney spears with the snake britney spears and christina aguilera with madonna kissing madonna yeah it's the whole thing it's kind of the the award show where people feel like they can be a little extra it's like the grammys are a little more it's like like classy you don't want to it's political you don't want to make anyone angry so you're kind of on your best behavior while like pushing i think culture a little bit if that's a way to say it but then, like, the VMAs and or anything goes. You can oh, do yeah. whatever you want. VMAs, the outfits are riskier. The performances are riskier. You're going to see things you wouldn't see yeah, on I'm CBS. pretty sure Megan Fox was fairly naked. In so her, her, yeah, her outfit looked very similar to an outfit that I think Kim Kardashian wore to the Met a previous year, if I'm not mistaken. She just looked like she was in a bikini. Yeah, but she looked hot. Like, her body is... I know we shouldn't be talking about women's bodies, but like her body is insane. It's a wonderland. How does someone look like that? No, I don't I mean, even understand. I, like probably if I had her body, I would also be naked or yeah. in a bikini. All I the time would too. never wear clothes. Yeah. There's no point. Save yourself the money. Yeah. And so did you see when her and Courtney announced um, machine gun Kelly yes, and baby daddy? Yeah. So does that mean they're both pregnant? No, but so Megan, I always want to call her Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> she like, is. Mrs. Machine Gun Kelly. Um, yeah. Or Machine Gun Megan. But 
Yeah, so she, Machine, oh my God. Machine Gun Megan. Machine Gun Megan and Kourtney Kardashian were announcing the Machine Gun Kelly and Travis Barker performance. And Megan said, here's this performance from our future baby daddies. And everyone, Kourtney just kind of looked at her uncomfortably. She was like, "Uh, yeah, totally. But everyone was like, oh, so these are serious relationships. Are you pregnant? Are you going to be pregnant? Are you thinking about it? And now, you know. They're both like such hot couples and so heavy on the PDA that you're very in the know of like what their dynamics are. Right. I feel like they're constantly sucking face in front of cameras. No. And their thing is just like opening their mouths and like touching their tongues together. It's like so bizarre to me. I It's weird. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's like want to be animalistic, but like not. It's like, mm, yeah, it doesn't really do it for me, even though I think they're both like very attractive couples. Totally. Um, I saw just, I yeah. saw a tweet that said um, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan are Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton ordered from Wish. Oh, my God. That is so <laughs> accurate. Yeah. They're just like, missing like the vials of blood. Yeah. Right. But they're hot couples. There were some interesting performances, though, that I just kind of wanted to touch on. You watched the entire show, right, Lauren? I did. I did. Did you think it was, like, entertaining and interesting? Because I have also taken this approach to award shows, unless it's a client or something like that. I usually don't watch, and I watch specific performances later. That's the way to do it, I will say. Here's the thing, though, is, like, I have FOMO, and Mm. even more than having FOMO, what I like the most about watching the shows is like the small interactions that you're not going to see on like MTV news Instagram the next day. Right. Like I like seeing like the small little things and how people interact with each other. But overall it was very boring. I'm not going to lie. Which is shocking for the VMAs because it's yeah. usually a very interesting, like something controversial happens. I do. Yeah. I will say when I look this morning, the one thing I saw that was taking up the newsfeed was Conor McGregor like oh. throwing a drink on Machine Gun Kelly, and that was like on the red carpet. Yeah, but I even get, that was like boring. Who cares? Yeah, it's like okay, like Conor McGregor, you're gonna fight him right now. Yeah, like, no. So yeah, and I will say, performance wise, I did not hear of anything that was like massive. I I think everyone in Nashville was is and was very Casey Musgraves centric yeah focused that was her first time performing on the vmas yes and she debuted um star crossed on there even though justified is the single but it was very much like romeo and juliet uh leonardo dicaprio movie vibes like when he's down in the basement when he thinks she died that's like when I watched that performance, I immediately well, thought spoiler of, alert. No, I'm just kidding. Thought of it. Yeah, don't don't watch it, guys. Uh, thought of that scene. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. She had like a big hanging heart that was on fire, and it, there were a lot of swords and very like like you were saying Romeo and Juliet esque. Yes, imagery. But what I don't understand is like that's like the intro song. Yeah. So it's a. For me, it seemed like a weird choice. Like, I agree. There was not a lot going on in the song. So, like, it's just her, like, crescendoing. Is that the vocal term? Into Star Crossed. Kind like, of, It's, like, yeah. going up and up, and then you're like, okay, we're here. Yeah. Then what? 
Yeah, it, it is very, it's a gorgeous song, but it is very much an intro song. It's not a song that I would ever choose to play on an award show, especially not when you're opening yourself up to like a new genre kind of like you could be catching a lot of new listeners on the vmas who might not listen to your music otherwise thinking oh yeah of course i know her name but she's a country artist so i don't listen to that she could have played another song like justified that was a little more i don't know something that you would hear on the radio right i I, it was just weird to me that the the intro song was the song on the show yeah and she sounded great Sounded great, looked great. I thought the set was great, but I was just like, weird choice. Yeah. That's kind of where I was. Yeah. So I will say, I think two of the performances that people were talking a lot about the next day were Normani, who was from Fifth Harmony, who really, she's like gone off on her own solo journey and has only released like one song, Motivation, several years ago. Yeah. And everyone's been like, where's the album? She's the next Beyonce, but where's the album? And we haven't really heard anything more from her. So she performed last night, of course, gave an amazing performance. It was like very overly sexual unnecessarily, but that's like the VMA. Naturally. <laughs> but she was great. And then Chloe of Chloe and Hallie um, also just released her own solo song, her first solo song this past Friday. And it's a song that she teased on TikTok several several months ago and everyone's been waiting for it because the tease like clip on tiktok was a bop and it like was a trending dance and all these things so everyone's been waiting for this song so she finally released it friday did her first solo performance yesterday at the award show and it was so good she sounded amazing was dancing she she gave me very much beyonce vibes and i hate to compare the two because obviously they're different but right but chloe and hallie also have been like kind of minties of Beyonce so it kind of makes sense that there's some similarities but her performance reminded me very much of Beyonce amazing dancing amazing singing it was sexy but like a little risque but not too much it was just well it was actually very risque she was like twerking and like humping the ground but you know what she looks good it's get a girl yeah no (laughs) I mean we had the Grammy performance right of uh Cardi B and uh oh yeah What's her face? Megan the Stallion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were humping a fake bed. Yeah. That's just, that's on brand. That's what we're doing at these award shows. But Justin Bieber, I was good. Um, He had a moment where I really thought that he was lip syncing the whole time. And he had a moment where he paused and it was very clear that he was singing. And I was like, wow, he was singing so well that I truly thought that there was no way it was a real vocal. And it was. He's great. Vocally, he's great. I just, I don't understand him and the kid Leroy. Like, I really like the song. But I don't understand they, like, just jump up and down together. Yeah. it's like, like, what are you guys doing? We need more from the performance than jumping. Well, it's like they're trying to mosh together, but it's, like, not a mosh song. And, yeah, I don't quite understand it maybe i'm so old i just would never get it but anyway that was my thought of it yeah um other than that it was nothing that noteworthy of a performance olivia rodrigo i was kind of interested to see because she hasn't she had her rise during covid so she hasn't Mm -hmm. really had any big award show performance yet and she performed good for you and i she sounded good, but something about the performance seemed immature to me, like just as a performer seemed immature. 
and she's done like theater and TV. So she's comfortable in front of large groups of people and stuff. But I don't know what it was that I was like, this just isn't, I can't picture her on a tour yet. But I will say a live show is probably very different. Totally. You know, a live performance than like, because she came from the acting world. Yeah. Than that world. But but with theater, you're acting and singing on a stage, so it's not unfamiliar territory. Smaller, like, yeah. But she also sang "Good for You," which is so wordy, and she was so out of breath by the end of the song that like she could barely like catch her breath to sing the end. And I felt bad for her because you could tell she still sounded good even though being breathless. I was like, "How are you doing that? I've been there, and it's lame as Rob." Like. Yeah. Trying to catch your breath and sing all your lines at the same time. But you could tell she was so out of breath. And I was like, girl, this song, you did this to yourself. You wrote this song, this wordy. I also think it's like an experience thing, right? Like you're hitting the nail on the head where you learn to breathe as a performer. And if you're not doing it on the reg, like, of course, you can go into a studio, cut, 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 and then like breathe through the lines where live you can't do that. And I'm saying that because I saw... Give you context, I saw this person who was signed as a TikTok star recently at a festival and he couldn't breathe through his songs. And he like had said, I've only been singing for six months. It was very obvious that he'd only been singing for six months because it was hot. So he was like sweating through everything and like just couldn't breathe the way he needed to breathe through the songs. That's, I think we've talked about this on another episode. Maybe not. Maybe just in our regular lives we talked about it. I can't remember. But that's going to be the crazy thing with all these TikTok stars is yeah. they've gone from zero to hella famous in no time. And they didn't have to like run the ranks of like right. playing a bunch of shows leading up to these huge like shows that they're now playing. Right. And I think of it like sports training. Like you don't go from the couch to running a marathon because that's yeah. how you get hurt really quickly and it's like you build yourself up like you've got to do you know the interval training and all that good stuff and like to your point it's like they haven't done any of that training and it's yeah zero to a hundred like you don't go from playing flag football to the super bowl correct yeah you know tom brady had to put in his time right so that'll be interesting to see um another performance i actually enjoyed surprisingly you're gonna roll your eyes i think but camilla cabello honestly I find her annoying sometimes, I will say. Her performance was super good. I really love the song that she performed, which is her latest one, Don't Go Yet. It's very, like, on a beach in, like, Barcelona vibes. She sounded really great and was dancing and was, like, so cute and fun. And then, of course, they paired her performance back-to-back with Shawn Mendes, as they do. And Shawn Mendes came out wearing a crop top. And when I tell you, I gasped. I gasped. (laughs) So... I saw that performance. That was one of the ones I looked up as well. And I'm just going to give my honest opinion here. It was a summer of love. Sean, I'm sure it was a summer of love for you, but all of us were living in COVID hell. So it was not the summer of love. And I feel like he's like, oh, I'm going to like do this Barcelona, like yachting aesthetic. But like that applies to the 1%. I like, will say, well, yeah, definitely like the yachting of it all, but also like everyone was doing online dating during COVID. Maybe they found the summer of love. I mean, maybe, via Bumble. but like, and then I saw the outfit and I was like, what are you doing? And it where was not are his you? Best. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, I was just like, clearly you've been working out. I, I mean, 
we he see looks it. Good. No, I mean, it looks great. Just take your shirt off then. Like, and then, <laughs> you know, I mean, with the like yacht pants and stuff, I'm like, what are we doing? Here's the thing. I didn't even mind the crop top. Like it didn't <laughs> upset me. It just was surprising to me. And it, it's not him. Like it's not his vibe. There are other men that would wear a crop top and I'd be like, yeah, of course. Harry Styles. Of course. For sure. Makes sense. That tracks. That's your style. Sean, that's not his vibe. So I was very confused by it. I feel like Sean is going through a phase in his life where he's dating Camila Cabello and she's like, Papi, <laughs> like we're going to go to Barcelona. And he's like, oh my God, I'm going to, you know, fit Sign in with up. this culture, like really immerse myself. And then he brought it back and he's like a world traveler, a European. It's like, bro, you're from Canada. Calm it down. Yes, we know you don't eat carbs. That's evident. And like, it's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just do you. Do don't. you. Summer of Love is a pop, though, I will say. I don't love it. I kind of, I don't love it, but I do like it. I just think it's like. Mm. Yeah. So also, of course, we got a performance from Lil Nas X and I have a spicy take whoa i have a spicy take it was little nas x and my boy yeah so yeah he brought out jack harlow right creme de la creme you should go be with justine him. is in love it was the summer of love for justine and jack harlow. i'm about to buy all that merch that he just dropped i'm like <laughs> woo, fill that card up he's he's great and he did a great performance I am over Lil Nas X. I decided. I'm I, over it. I just feel like he's leaned into his like internet memeness. Yeah. So now everything he does is like an internet meme. Exactly. It's like some of it can be memeable, but it it's like not an identity. Yeah. And like at first I loved that he was self-aware and poked jokes at himself before anyone else could do it and did things that were shocking because he just didn't care. Like that's great. But now I feel like there's a difference between doing things for shock factor, but having like a purpose behind them and right. just doing things to shock people. And right. I feel like that's where he's at. And it's just getting old. Like the first yeah. couple times, the Montero music video loved it. I love that it like riled people up. It was weird. It was pseudo offensive, but like it, it was something interesting and he like had a purpose behind it. Now it's just like, I don't feel what like there's a purpose. It's just kind of like raunchy and weird yeah. to be raunchy and weird. Right. I, and I agree with you on that. Like, I also, like, don't think his song with Jack Harlow is the best thing ever. But, no. like, I mean, it's fine. He does the shock value thing. And I think he was, like, lodging complaints because Tony Hawk has, like, the skateboard oh, with yeah. the blood. And he was like, well, I can't do my shoes with the blood. Yeah. All this stuff. And I'm like, dude, like, you had a moment that, like, pushed you into the stratosphere. Ride that wave. Don't, like create all this controversy to keep yourself going yeah like you're also you've made it this far because you have talent rely on that you don't right, need to rely right, on right. the gimmicky stuff exactly um i'm with you on that i'm glad i'm not alone i was like i feel like a lot of people are just really loving him for the sheer shock value but it's like yeah, I'm just yeah over it. it's the lady gaga method at some point where like yeah. lady gaga is super talented but at one point she was wearing the meat dress and then coming in in an egg and it's like Cut all the horse shit and just do your stuff. Yeah, but I will say also, like, the music and the art never never was just for shock. Like, there was always, like, a story behind it. But maybe her looks in public were the shock, like the meat dress and the egg and the whatever. But, like, her art and her music were still, she took very seriously. And there was, like, a point behind it. 
do we all always agree with it or like understand it? No, no. <laughs> that's fair. But you know, I'll buy that. I don't know. And I could be wrong, but that's just how I feel. Um, also Buster Rhymes did a medley and I was like, is this who we're like recognizing now? Like I literally was like, do people care about Buster Rhymes? Like, I'm so sorry do. to say that. I will say he did play some songs that I was like, oh, dang, I did forget about that one. That was a bop. But I just kind of was like, why is this man here? Mm, I didn't. I had no idea. The news outlets glossed over that one. Yeah, because it was boring. And then, of course, we already talked about Machine Gun Kelly and Travis Barker. They killed it. Yeah. And something that's interesting, which kind of is a flash forward to what we're talking about later. I think the song that they performed is a new song. And in the song, there's a line that says something like, I'm a genius. I could have made Donda. Oh. And it was like a song I'd never heard before. And he like said it so fast that I was like, is that what he just said? Which I thought was interesting and kind of funny. Hmm. Is that so, like a just thoughts. like throwing shade at the yay? I don't think so. I think it's like saying you're a genius oh. that you made this. And he's like, I'm a genius too. I could have, you know, I forget what the whole, like the next line, put it in more context, but I forgot what it was, but I was like, Hmm, that's an interesting, I love like a, a reference. That's that current. Like how recent did you write that song yeah, or did exactly. you just add in that line or something? I, no, I love it. Also in current events news tonight, the night that we are recording, this is the Met Gala. Which didn't happen last year, right? So this is our first one in a minute. And so usually the Met Gala is in May, but they canceled it or postponed it or whatever last year. And then I guess postponed it this year, but now it's happening in September. And it was good timing because the VMAs were last night. So everyone was in town. So they were like, we'll just do it now. So they can stay another night and pop over. Yeah. Which minimizes travel for all these celebs, which is great. It is interesting, though, that the for the gala, they required either vaccination. I think they required vaccination to attend the Met Gala, which means everyone who is there is vaccinated. I'm 99 percent sure they could have they could have offered a negative covid test, but I'm not sure. But there are a lot of celebrities who backed out last minute that everyone is like, hmm does this mean you're not vaccinated or is it some <laughs> other like excuse that the you're giving? anti-vaxxers <laughs> are now like, on the list. For example, Kylie Jenner backed out and she's also just announced that she's pregnant. So that could be why too, but she was literally in New York ready to go and canceled last minute. So everyone's like, did you not want to get vaccinated because you're pregnant? Like what's the deal? But this year's theme was in America, a lexicon of fashion. So it's all about, whatever that means to you. That's what's interesting about the theme every year is it's like always up for interpretation, which is the best part of it. Yeah. You know, I think that's why you get so many different looks. Thank you. Anna Wintour. What a theme queen queen. Well, cause the last one was camp, right? Right. And everyone was like, what is camp? Now it's a word people use to describe things in that context. But I didn't know what that was at the time. I didn't know what that was. And also like, I just thought it was whatever you, whatever you want to wear, you could wear because yeah. that was the year Casey came as a Barbie, right? Yeah. Well, so, because camp, I forget the official definition, but it's basically just like sort of like avant-garde. Like it's just something out of the box right. and like, I don't know, bizarre. But the America theme is interesting because a lot of the people attending 
are not American. So on the red carpet, which the red carpet show, for lack of a better term, it literally was just on Vogue.com and live streamed on Twitter. Yeah. It was hosted by Kiki Palmer, who I love so much. Can I just explain to you my love for Kiki Palmer? She's so funny. She is hilarious. Well, she's, you know, the whole video where she's like, I'm sorry to this man. I wouldn't know this man if I saw him on the street. That's Kiki. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She was like on a Disney Channel show and now she's just like a star in her own right, acting and all the other things and singing and everything else. She is hysterical. She's so funny. Watching her interview these people on the red carpet was hilarious because she just has so much personality. She's just like jumping out at you with energy. But it was interesting because so she, her and Alana Glazer from Broad City. Which I love that show. Yeah, me too. They both hosted this like red or white carpet or whatever and we're on one hand we have kiki who's like bursting with energy like loving talking to everyone everyone who leaves her is like leaving with a smile they're like what a great interaction ilana looks like she wanted to die (laughs) (laughs) she definitely is firing someone after this event and is like who made me do this because this is terrible yeah like something happened to her tonight (laughs) (laughs) Or she's just having a bad day. She's about to start her period. I think she's pregnant, actually. Isn't she? Or did she have her baby? Wait, she is? That's also worse. Because you're pregnant (laughs) on a carpet pretending to like everyone you're interviewing. I think she must have already had her baby or something. Or I'm like completely making that up. But she looked so miserable. And I felt so bad for her because I love her. Like I stand. Oh, I think she's so funny. She's hilarious. And she's very personable. But it's like people would walk up to her and she'd be like... (laughs) She'd be like, oh, hello, what's your name? And it's like a huge celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like being brought down to planet Earth by Broad City. Yeah. D- like, did you see Promising Young Woman? I did not. Uh, well, there's this actress, Isa Gonzalez, who's like a pretty up and coming. She's a Mexican actress. She's like stunning and amazing. She's been in a lot of movies, but she is one of those names that you wouldn't necessarily, some people just don't know. But maybe if you're going to interview people on the met gala carpet you might do some research but she literally walks up and she's like i guess like isa's um assistant or whoever was with her was like this is isa she's like hi isa what what was your last name (laughs) and she's like gonzalez (laughs) it was just so awkward what a vibe (laughs) (laughs) so maybe she felt sad because she kept having these awkward moments not knowing who people were i don't know what the deal was but she was so miserable but don't they prep them like i've definitely i like i've been on a carpet and there's usually a person beside the interviewer the host whispering in their ear hey this is blah 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 coming up like you're gonna ask them this this and this and they're like okay cool like was that person absent they must have not had (laughs) that i guess was the publicist gone i guess so actually isa gonzalez was not in promising promising young woman she was in i care a lot did you see that one? No, I oh, did not. Got to see that one. What a vibe. Um, but it was just funny because she was just really awkward. But even in the in-between moments where like celebrities were making their way up the stairs. Yeah. Her and Kiki would be, you know, talking back and forth. And it's kind of awkward because there's like a delay. You're trying to figure out who's coming up next. Right. But right. also trying to like communicate with each other. Like Kiki was just like, oh, girl, did you see Megan the Stallion at the bottom <laughs> of the stairs? She looks amazing. I can't wait to talk to her. And Alana's just like, yeah, I really love her outfit. It's so great. <laughs> and then she'd be like, yeah, I did see uh, Dua Lipa. She looks fantastic. 
and you're just like girly are you asleep <laughs> like what is going on maybe, maybe if she does have a baby maybe she's just tired you know, know like she maybe be, she was kept up before a.m <laughs> but someone's definitely getting fired today oh yeah 100%. and i hope it's not alana <laughs> <laughs> it could be her but there um, were some interesting looks and like i was saying it's interesting to see um it's interesting for them to interview these people asking them what they interpreted the theme as with their outfits like for all of the like game of thrones people for example right she would be like obviously you're not american so what was your process in planning for this theme what did you think of right and a lot of people said they thought of hollywood glamour Mm. for the america theme which i think is an easy cop out for like a fancy charity event like oh hollywood glamour of course you're going with that that's like the fanciest it's also the like least offensive controversial thing you could ever wear that is true like they're just like we're trying to get our next gig so So. true meanwhile uh aoc (laughs) showed up on the carpet with a dress that said tax the rich on. i want to know how much that dress was though because that's like a little bit of like juxtaposition there that's true i didn't look it looked like a pretty dress but it didn't look that fancy maybe she thrifted it it could have been ann taylor loft (laughs) on sale but you know what i love a political statement i love an interesting look speaking of interesting looks jay do you want to talk about your favorite one you've seen so far yeah mine is kim kardashian's not necessarily because of the actual look but because i feel like she's ride or die even though she's in the middle of a divorce like <laughs> this screams donda to me oh, and yeah. it's like album promo so i feel like her and kanye are constantly like in communication about if we're gonna have press like yeah. we're gonna make it worth our while and like she's just pushing the album it seems like it so if y'all haven't seen this photo We'll put it on our Instagram, obviously. It it looks like what she wore to the Chicago event, listening event. Yeah. She's literally covered head to toe in black. There's like drapey, like tail coming from the back of what the dress, I guess it is. Her face is completely covered. It looks like one of those skin suits that you wear on Halloween. You know what I mean? That like oh, covers uh, your whole 100%, body. Your head. But like she also has a bang and bod. So it's like clearly she's gonna do like the signature kardashian look where you can see her like tna and then <laughs> <laughs> like, you you know it's kim like yeah. come on guys yeah like, we all know it's kim but she's in all black and it's like okay well, the only thing she's missing is like the um what do you call it bulletproof vest that says donda so true like Listen, that's my take on that maybe that's her outfit change for after the show she adds the best hundo hundo p um, yeah, it's so an interesting wait, look. So what was yours? Because that my that was my favorite because I like was clearly like, oh, this is a Donda press thing. Yeah, I don't know. I I still have a lot left that I haven't seen yet, but what I really, really have loved so far, Carly Kloss. She's a supermodel. Like of course I she mean, looks good. But, but hear hear me out. Let me push back. She just looks like a supermodel. Like No, but her you have to see the full length of her gown. It is this bright fire red gown with a huge dramatic puffy, like not even puffy. It's like this huge structured sleeve. It's like skin form fitting, like tailor made to her body. And with this long, gorgeous train and she has like a slicked back bun, a matching bright red lip. She looks insane. Yeah. I feel like it's like she's at the Victoria's Secret like fashion show, but it happens to be a the Met Gala. Like I, she she looks like the salsa lady emoji. Listen, I just think she looks like a supermodel and there's nothing like 
pushing the buttons. There's nothing like crazy about it. The dress has a high slit. Well, yeah, of course she has legs for days and years to go on and on. Like, I think it's amazing and she looks amazing, but there's nothing like crazy and unique about this. Okay, outfit. Kim is wearing all black. What do you mean? Oh, she, her face is covered. <laughs> okay. Well, Carly has a dramatic sleeve. <laughs> My other favorite is Billie Eilish, who went for a very Marilyn Monroe look, which makes sense Listen, with her haircut. I'm going to interrupt you right now. Also love it because this is also album promo. Oh, same, totally. same exact thing. Of like, course. I I just want to call everyone out who's doing album promo right now. I didn't see Casey's outfit. I don't even know if she's there, yeah. but I'm ready for her dress to light on fire with Starcross singing, <laughs> coming from it. That'd be amazing, actually. No, it's very much happier than ever themed, Um, but she just looks stunning. It has this really, really dramatic long train, which was the theme of like this year is all the women were having these really dramatic trains, which works really well for the Met Gala because you have to go up all these stairs. And so it's like very easy to see the drama of the train, like trailing down the stairs. So, well, so we're going to dive into Starcross, but. She did the whole Romeo and Juliet. It was like her hair was wet. She was half naked on stage. And then she has the Met Gala where it's like equestrian. But I don't, it doesn't even look equestrian. It looks like, like she went to Party City. (laughs) Forgot the, the other half of the bag. No, you know what it looks like? It looks like Cher put on a black turtleneck and tried to dress like an equestrian. That's honestly what it looks like. It's actually a really boring look. Like, she looks good, of course. She always looks good. But, like, it's boring. It's so boring. And like, it's actually especially sad coming off the heels of her last Met Gala look. Right, which was Barbie-themed. She had the pink car, the whole thing. And it was, like, what? It was iconic. You know what? This is a foreshadowing for the record. Ooh. Underwhelming. True. Okay. <laughs> That is not true. I was going to say dark and depressing. Underwhelming. After we got golden hours, I don't want to give anything away, but that is underwhelming. Do we just get on into it? I mean, yeah. All right, y'all. We're talking about Star-Crossed. The new Casey record just came out a couple weeks ago. Jay, tell us how you really feel. Listen, I'm a massive Casey fan. I just like... Are you, though? No, I am. You know I am. I loved pageant material. That's my favorite record. Still, my favorite record. Loved Golden Hour. I was listening to it on the way over here. Starcrossed, I just feel like, is overhyped. And I'm not saying it's a bad record. It's just there was this, like, buildup of anticipation, this buildup of everything. And it was underwhelming for me. And it felt kitschy because... It's like, yes, she went through this divorce, but I think she could have just written songs about being heartbroken instead of making it this like, I'm living a Greek tragedy. It's a Romeo. It's no, no one was stopping you guys from getting married. Like it was none of that. Like you're making this out to be so dramatic and it's not that dramatic where I think you could have like just written an album about how you feel and it would have been incredible that being said, breadwinner, <laughs> 
slays. And I think she should have done what she did on Breadwinner for the entire record. And I don't think she did that. Okay. All right. Rip me to shreds. Hang on. I'm yeah. going to like have a sip of my beer. Yeah. Hang on. We're talking to Casey's number one fan here, guys. <laughs> Lauren Brumley up for you. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. So you are incorrect because if she had not created this atmosphere of a Greek tragedy and just wrote songs about getting divorced, that would be the exact same as the last 10 female country albums we have heard. And you would be sitting here saying, this is boring. She should have done something different. She should have gone out of the box. We already heard Golden Hour. We already heard pageant material. You would be saying that you would be bored. And I will say, it is an album that you have to sit with a little longer. The first listen through, I was not super blown away I was I was blown away by a couple of the songs but most of them I was like okay this is good the more I listen to them the more I love them I'm now obsessed and I wasn't necessarily the first listen through Lauren you've always been obsessed with her yeah of course day one stand we talk about it every episode (laughs) (laughs) but I think you just have to give it more time and I think that if she had not done the Greek tragedy with these like interesting sounds and like the crazy production from Ian Fitchick and Daniel Tashin, you would be bored. And so would everyone else. I like that it's different. And I think that long-term people will look fondly on that rather than an album that is just basic country. My husband left me, you know, songs. I'll buy some of that but I'll also like say I wish she kept some more country influences like I feel like this was a full departure from country I will disagree with you no hang on hang on let me finish this thought though I feel like it was like I'm gonna do this more pop leaning record with Spanish guitar I put this in our in our group text we have a group text and oh, it was popping off on release it day. was popping off and I woke up at 11, so I had some catching up to do. <laughs> but I I like that Golden Hour kind of like intertwined the two, and I don't think that she did that with this. Also, we I, th- I feel like we had a really good comparison to another artist about like what this phase is for her. But go ahead, argue with me. I was just going to say it is just a different kind of country. This is Texas country. This isn't like... Dan and Che this isn't Miranda Lambert this is like more towards the Texas which is like very much like like Mexican inspired like those sounds I feel like her albums before were Texas country somewhat yeah but those were also more towards like just traditional country period they but they still that being said they still have some of those same country influences in that way I just want someone to love me the way you love Casey. So they justify Listen, everything that they, that person does. I'm not I'm justifying <laughs> everything, but good pun. <laughs> You're still a little justified because I just think that you will come around. I, I mean, I probably will as the Spotify doesn't lie. Yeah. The Spotify <laughs> does not lie. And trust me, I've been seeing Justine listen to this record, <laughs> but I think you're not alone in what, you're saying like I think some other people are feeling this way too but I actually think that overall people are very into it and it's been an interesting topic of conversation because like you were saying it was so overhyped that like there was so much coming out at one time the marketing for this release has been genius oh yeah no that that has been fire I will also lodge a complaint 
I feel like Casey is really on the forefront of fashion, minus this Met Gala faux pas. Yeah. But, like, she had an opportunity to do some, like, cool streetwear stuff, especially because she, like, wears oversized stuff sometimes with, like, a bucket hat. She's just, like, an interesting dresser, fashionista, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. And the merch was just kind of like, blah. Oh, I liked the merch. No, I didn't love it. Mm -mm. And you know, I'm critical about merch. I feel like Taylor's merch, as much as I love her, sucked. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you're not trying to get a cardigan? No, that cardigan was fire. I do want the cardigan. (laughs) But everything else sucked. But I actually liked her merch. I will say, too, the vinyl packaging, phenomenal. Oh, yeah. No, they they did a great job with that. I'm just saying with the streetwear, I feel like there was an opportunity to do like cool drops like some like weird star cross shit yeah like today's star cross day so i'm gonna do like these weird tie-dye things whatever and like they they may they still could but on the initial drop yeah um what is interesting too is now the trend because i saw an article the other day that was saying that physical music sales are the highest they've been like, so whenever like streaming started, obviously physical music sales drastically decreased. They are now the highest they've been since that like decrease, maybe even like higher than they ever were mm-hmm. because I think people are now buying records. They're buying like cassette tapes because yeah. they're, I don't know what they're playing them on, but whatever. But Casey actually like released a Bluetooth cassette player, which I thought was interesting. But now the big thing that artists are doing is releasing these color variants of their records which i think taylor was like a really big pioneer in when yeah she did like eight versions yeah like so many different colors so like the stands want every single color but also even if you don't want every single color whatever color you get there's a limited number of ones that exist in the world that are that color which is cool so what casey did is she had you could get one color variant that you could only get if you bought the bundle package with like the vinyl, the cassette, the CD, the necklace, the everything. And it was like this really cool two-toned vinyl. Can only get that one in the bundle. Then there's three different uh, indie record store variants. So if you buy this record from your indie, like local indie store, you can get a mystery color, which is oh, that's cool. now they've shown what the colors are. It's red, blue, and like neon, yeah. or like neon beanie color, neon yellow. Which I have, by the way. Of course, because you're a stan too. No, I... I ordered them for us. Yeah, because you're a stan. <laughs> I was just trying to spoof the beanie. I'm trying iconic. to make the beanie a thing, guys. It is a thing. Um, But, like, that's been really cool. And then another thing I think that was really cool that they did is they created a Snapchat filter where anytime... Have you seen it? Yes, I've seen it. It's like AI. It's cool. I haven't seen anybody do that. I mean... So, when you... Put the filter on, like, whenever you open up your camera and Snapchat and put it over the album cover, a video, like, the film starts playing. Let me set the scene. I've never seen such a thing. It's very cool. No, Did you watch the film? I haven't watched the film. So, I know. I can't talk to it. So, I do have some questions. Yeah. First of all, how long is the film? like 45 minutes so it's the record yeah basically okay so it's like a lemonade yes. to starcross yes and it's very similar in the way that you don't hear the full song of each song yeah it's like different 
you know, cinematic parts in between. And so it's like parts of the song that like lead into the next and tell a story. And it's only on Paramount Plus. Correct. So I've got to re-sign up, I think, for it because I did Do it. Do that trial, girl. Well, I did the trial for the Grammys. Use a different email. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, guys, I'm going to need a fresh email if you got one. Um, but no, that it's only available through that, right? And right. then there's screenings happening or did they Which already happen? They already happened. So before the album came out, they did... Uh, this this is what's genius is they did so many of these like preview events leading up to the release. So they did in select theaters across the U.S. a screening of the film, so you could buy a ticket to go see it on Thursday yeah. night. I think it was. They also did in Nashville a pop up event from Spotify for her top listeners of Spotify. You would get an email, which I got one by the way. I am a top stan. Um, you did too, right? Yes. You're a stand. No, Justine I didn't is a get stand. One. She did get one. <laughs> Don't let her fool you. For sure. But so I they email the top stands in the in the city and you got invited to this like pop-up event where they recreated Casey's childhood bedroom. You could go do a walkthrough, like see all the things that were in her room. They had like a pop-up slushy machine thing and you got to listen to, I think, some of the album. So just like fun events like that that get you excited for the record and they're exclusive things that not everyone can go to. So you feel special, you feel cool, you feel excited. It's genius. And then they did that film, which Paramount Plus is doing all these concert films now because I saw, I think Madonna has one. There's another one I recently saw that like another artist has that's coming out. Like that, they're getting into that game, which is kind of genius because they want people oh, to sign up. For I was Paramount about to Plus. say it's the content wars. <laughs> so I just thought like the lead up promo was super good, and I don't know, girl, I'm feeling the album. You got to listen more. I know I've got to listen more. I just like I really loved. Don't roast me, but I loved pageant material. It's a great album, like, but you I can't you can't compare albums you got to move on listen, you got to listen no, to something I'm, fresh but i'm bad about moving and on and listen you have is, to take it as a new piece of work a separate project. this is my issue i fall deeply in love with records and that threshold of love is what i compare the next record to which i'll give you the example that you used cuz you're a genius it was oh you heard it here first folks golden hour was like her continuum and there's only one way you're gonna go from continuum yeah like you can't go further than that as as we've seen and heard so this is like for me it was like a born and raised maybe it'll grow on me and it'll be a battle studies yeah see i compared it to a battle studies i think i think that golden hour is to continuum as star crossed is to battle studies battle studies could That's it ever a simile, right? Using no, like or as. It? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. It could never live up. Like Battle Studies could never live up to Continuum. Nothing ever could. But that's an album when I listened through the first time, I was like, it's all right. It's no Continuum, but I like it. And the more I've listened to it, it's now my second favorite Mayer record. Like I love that record. It has such good songs that like just I didn't, I needed more time with to appreciate them, listen to the lyrics Something I've learned about myself. I'm actually curious what you do. I've learned about myself. I don't even listen to lyrics the first listen through unless something specifically really stands out to me. My first listen through, I'm listening. I'm just like getting, I'm just feeling it. Like I'm feeling what is the music telling me emotionally? 
what is the melody like? Is it catchy? Do I want to sing along to it? That's what I'm listening to the first time, which is why I have to listen a couple more times because I need to catch on to the lyric. What are they saying? Like, you know? So I think I'm the opposite of that. Like I listen to the lyric and if it doesn't catch me, then I move on, which is why usually when I listen to full albums, I have to be doing something because if Mm -hmm. I'm just listening to it and it doesn't do it for me, I won't give it the chance that it needs to breathe. Yeah. And so I like the way I listen to records, which is not a good way is I flip to the songs that I know that have come out yeah. because I'm familiar with them and I'm like, oh, okay, this is like a place of comfort. And then I sometimes find songs that I love because they've just kept playing yeah, it's while like the I'm one doing on either so- side yeah. of the, that's exactly. why track, track listings are so important and people are like so strategic about it because that's what people do. That's what I've always done. Mm-hmm. And I feel like growing up when we did too, like, especially with CDs, Right. You always would you end would, up liking yeah. the one or two after or before. Exactly. You flip around. But, and I'm changing the topic a little bit here. Do it. I was painting a room on one of my days off and I put on the Big Red Machine record. Yeah. It hit me in ways that I can't even explain. And I probably would have never like fully concentrated on that record unless I was like, doing something where I didn't have to use my mind yeah and I was painting and I was fully engaged in the music and it's one of my favorite records that it that has come out yeah and sometimes that's how it goes is like you have to be in the right setting Mm -hmm. to appreciate something yeah a hundred percent that's totally a thing for sure I've noticed too with like doing new music Friday also just like the mood I'm in when I wake Mm -hmm. up that day affects how I feel like if I'm in a good mood everything's going on my new music Friday playlist. Like I love everything. If I'm cranky or like frustrated or stressed, nothing. Like I'm like this sucks. This is not good. I hate this. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, like your, your mood and your setting totally affect how you listen to things and whether you like it or not for sure. So aside from obviously breadwinner, which maybe we should talk about breadwinner for a second because when I listened to that, (laughs) I was like, my jaw dropped. I was like, Whoa. So listen, I also feel like that was the most honest song on the record. And I wish the other songs were as honest. See, I disagree. This is why I think you need to listen through some more because there are some like lyrics where I'm like, I can't believe she said that in many songs. Really? Oh yeah. Hmm. Especially this being an album where everyone knows who these songs are about. There's no question. Right. I'm like, dang, this is, I feel like I know so much more about their relationship, their dynamic about her, about him. I feel like she like delved deeper than I thought she would. I saw the song title breadwinner. Obviously they released the track listing before Before. the album came out and everyone was like, Ooh, breadwinner. That's going to be savage. And I was like, guys, no way. It's meant to be that. It's a red herring. They want you to think it's going to be savage, but it's not going to be. It, it was, was savage. She, like, there was zero holding back. Oh, and yeah. I, like, I loved it. I did, too. My jaw was dropped. I was so shocked. It was, it's such a catchy song, though. Oh, no. It's, it, it like, the do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. Do, 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 do. That it gets, gets stuck, stuck in my in head. head. Yeah. Yeah. But I, so I listened to Breadwinner, and then I immediately went to listen for the record. Because I was uh. like... Less. No, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> I don't know, because I love pain. I'm I love like, pain. 
what did what do they call it a masochist yeah when you like love pain so i was just yep. like bless this is a tragedy see you know what's interesting too is um i noticed a lot of lyrics in the album just throughout and then uh, even a song called angel reference angels and rustin's music almost every song references angels mm-hmm. in some kind of way which is obviously a direct oh 100 percent. and that. he talks about it too i think as it relates to like addiction issues and everything like that yeah. like you know the demon and the angel on your yeah. shoulder camera roll i knew was gonna make me cry sure did. i loved that one too all right see it was, it was a fine <laughs> no but like it's also like i don't know how to explain this eloquently but like i love how artists take very simple thoughts and mm-hmm. make it into this like song and deep meaning because i feel like i can't do that like i over fluff my thoughts and i'm yeah. like oh my god it's this but like what a simple thought your camera roll but yeah. it's the, like one of the most important things you have yeah um as you go through your memories and it's like time stamped and even like now almost everyone has an iphone in like the memory that pops up on my home oh, screen every yeah. morning. I'm like, it's an attack. why are you doing this to me? <laughs> like, I don't need to know what I was doing on this day. Like three years ago, maybe it was something awesome, but maybe it was something really sad. Yeah. And, like, I don't talk to that person anymore. Like, why are you doing this to me? It's savage. Yeah. Chronological order and nothing but torture. Ugh. Iconic. And Iconic then when life. she says like, I can't quite delete it yet. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa uh, Uh, it's so good i cannot handle it i also really love simple times it was okay i'm still not there yet but camera roll breadwinner i do like justified too yeah that one grew on me i didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily i liked it at first didn't love it we talked about it i think we kind of felt the same way it's grown on me i really like it now now when I hear it, now that I'm like familiar with it, I'm like singing along and it's a bop, right. you know. Also, easier said could be a Lana Del Rey song in another life. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. I never thought of it that yeah. way, but that's a very good point. Now, if you listen to it thinking that, you'll yeah. be like, okay, I can hear that. Also in the song, What Doesn't Kill Me, I love the line, What Doesn't Kill Me Better Run. Woo. That is a mood, if I ever heard one. No, it is a mood. I mean... And also, so in, I can't remember what song it is. I think it's in There is a Light. She says something like, I pretended I couldn't, even though we both knew I could. And like the whole beginning of the song is talking about how like she dimmed herself down to make him more comfortable and not like emasculate him or like be too much for him. And I was like, that is like very vulnerable to say because like, yeah, a lot of people, but especially women do that. You like dumb yourself down a little, even though you're like, I know what I'm capable of doing, but I just thought that was vulnerable and really good. (laughs) I love her. Number one, Stan. It me. You got to watch the film though, because two of my favorite people are in it. Do you follow average fashion blogger on Instagram? No. Girl, you got to follow her. She's a comedian. She's like 23 or something. And she is so funny. She's just like a random like girl who became popular on Instagram, then on TikTok, and now Casey put her in the film. She's phenomenal in the film. Then Meg Stalter, gotta follow her as well. She's a comedian, but she does a lot of like improv stuff in LA and she became popular on like Instagram and Twitter. 
by just being hilarious and doing these like insane videos. Okay. And she's in it too. And both of their performances, you will die. They're so funny. All right. I'll watch it. Sold. How to do it. Winner, winner. If I had a Paramount Plus login, I'd give it to you, but I stole someone else's. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right for everyone that's watching this film. Yep. Ain't nobody signing up. Sorry, Paramount. <laughs> so overall, you need to listen to this more. Curious listeners, tell us what you think. Like, let us know your thoughts. Are you loving it? Honestly, I did a poll on our Instagram stories on Friday, I think it was. And people were feeling it. I did like one of those sliders. Love it. They went all the way to the love side. I would be halfway there. Sorry. Okay. That's, hey, we can grow. We can grow (laughs) from there. (laughs) So next up in our albums to talk about, we had another big release. And going back to the Kim K look, that's Donda. Dude, Donda. Donda, Donda. Donda, Donda. I didn't realize that was his mom's name. Where have you been? I don't know. Like, like I knew literally, he was, where have you been? Like I know the story of his mom. Like I know Donda, their relationship Donda, and stuff. Donda. I didn't know that was her name. Yeah, no. Yeah. So he, he references it in like one of his earlier albums. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just oblivious. It's like dun 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 that Donda West. I love me some Kanye. Well, not the past like five records, but it's just you know on what I mean. and off. It's he's he's a complicated person to love. Uh, and I'm sure Kim K would say the same. <laughs> even though she's ride or die with that outfit of course um all right so like low hit me with those thoughts because i feel like everyone had thoughts on it i also had a genius what i'm calling a genius release plan that i thought would have been super cool if someone could pull it off okay wait i want to hear about that so just quickly like this album has been like long awaited for like over a year now like he originally was going to release it last year it's been constantly pushed back for different reasons like obviously covid pushed things back i think his divorce pushed things back his perfectionism pushed things back so this is one of those albums where every month he's like it's coming it's coming it's coming and it never does like he's rihanna us yeah And so originally it was supposed to be, which I didn't know until I was like reading up on this today. It was supposed to be Jesus is King part two, which makes complete sense to me. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So I think it was supposed to be released at the end of 2019 or early 2020. And it kept being pushed back. Obviously we just got this release a couple weeks ago. So it's, you know, been a long journey to get here. What is, what do you think the release plan should have been? Okay. So you know how he's like, notorious for tweaking the album like until like the last minute like the night before yeah I thought it would have been cool if how he did release parties he did a release party tour in major markets and each release that you like listen to was different so he was he continued to edit it and then if you went to the show, you got the opportunity to buy that version of the Ooh. album. So it was like a limited edition. You could only get it. And like, obviously they would have to release it after the fact if he was actually editing it as he continued, but you could get a vinyl from that show. So if you attended the Chicago show or Atlanta, you had the right to purchase the version of that record from the show. And then in theory, you had like six or seven different versions of Donda. That would be really cool. 
would and be he dope. easily could have done it because he edited it a hundred times exactly um which i thought would have been like the coolest thing ever and like you could also compare the two to see like What's what he's well yeah exactly like how he's listening versus like how the lay person's listening and all that stuff yeah i don't know i just thought that that would be like awesome and no one's actually yeah. ever done that I don't think he could because he is such a perfectionist that the reason he edits it is because he's so self-conscious about minor things that like a listener doesn't notice. Like generally 90, 98% of listeners aren't going to yeah. notice things, but he's just like so fixated on fixated but on it. Still knowing that you hold two records, even though say oh, you it'd be can't so cool. sonically tell the difference, like it's two different versions no but see like in a thing like that when you know there's a difference sure you might yeah actually notice especially when there's like different and versions they can make there. the put the notes in there to be yeah. like on this version this was changed or whatever that'd be cool but i thought it would be awesome well because so he did which i think most people know at this point but he did his first listening party at mercedes-benz stadium in atlanta where he ended up living for a while working on the record which was so weird like in this tiny little room he did. with only a weight set and a TV in it and like a prison bed. It was so weird. But so he did a big listening party there, which also he was wearing like a whole skin suit covering the face and everything. Yeah, exactly. Like him. And so he did that listening party and he decided through that experience that he wasn't done with the record and he needed more edits because I think it was supposed to come out that following Friday and it didn't. So everyone is like, hello, what is going on? Right, right, right. But of course, he's still editing. He's still producing, like, reworking things. Does another listening party, and supposedly people could tell differences in the production of the songs. So it was, like, at least not subtle enough to notice between listening parties, having heard the previous song one time. But so it was, like, noticeable enough that it was a change between between listening parties he did another listening party like in chicago or something and then eventually released the record but then went on to say that universal umg released it without his permission exactly and they were like no we didn't (laughs) so you're like what is going on like what is it's just such a messy but it's also on brand for kanye like the whole like release kind of debacle is very on brand of course but also like there's a certain point where probably your label just needs to be like, sweetie, it's going out. It's good. <laughs> Everyone like, thinks it's good. We think but it's good. Also you think like, it's good. If you're playing it, like not that yeah. we do leaks anymore, but someone's recording that. Yeah. Of so course. like it's going out. Of course. We're missing out on streams. So yeah. wild. But I, the fact that it was going to be Jesus is King part two, allegedly makes so much sense because to me, it sounds so much like that record like it's very gospel influenced but it almost sits somewhere between jesus is king and the rest of his music like it's kind of in that midway point where it's yeah more like his older stuff but has like a lot of gospel-y influences and like a lot of themes around like christianity and faith and stuff but not as in your face as like a straight up gospel song totally i, I agree with you on that and i also like i don't know I think it's very Kanye too to just like release the album as like a black square that has nothing on it just so like I guess you focus on the music and there's no imagery um is that his reasoning I I, I'm assuming that I don't know and I also love that like he has all of these features and no one is listed 
Right. Which is very weird. (laughs) And then also we saw tweets from different people from Chris Brown, from I forget who else tweets from people saying he had us put a verse on a song and then didn't even release the version with our verse on it. So what did we do that for? He had all these people really mad. And I think that's part of him reworking the album so many times is he had, you know, thoughts of, yeah, let me have like these 26 different people on it. I'll decide which one's best and then move forward, but didn't tell those people that they weren't going to be on it. So it was just part of like, again, on brand for Kanye. Totally. Of course. But then people, of course, were very upset with Kanye, reasonably so, that he had both Baby and Marilyn Manson on yeah. the record, who are respectively known as, like, a homophobe and an abuser. So people were obviously upset about that. It's like, why are these two people the people that you choose? I have no idea. But I don't know. I, I have a difficult time because I feel like at a certain point you have to, and this it's like opening a can of worms for a lot of other we're artists we talk about. Separate the artist you have to separate the, yeah. the artist from the art. And like, maybe that means that you're not buying a concert ticket or you're not buying a record or whatever. But it's like, if we cancel every single artist that has done something wrong, we have no one left to listen to because everyone's going to. Right. So it's, it's like, where it, do you draw the line? Exactly. Of what's acceptable and, and what's not. And I feel like that's like kind of the crux of it. Like, where is your line? Yeah. Like, I'm I, I'm not gonna lie but like after watching the Michael Jackson documentary I was like man I feel weird yeah I, like every time a Michael Jackson song come mm-hmm. comes on whether this documentary was true or false I now have that like seed of doubt in my head and I feel weird listening to this knowing that yeah and that's kind of like how I feel about it the same way I feel about an R. Kelly song coming on or even a Chris Brown song. I think Chris Brown is so freaking talented and he did a great song with her that yeah. like was recently released. Every time it comes on, I still kind of like, Ooh, I know Chris Brown. Yeah. Like, I still have a weird like feeling about it, I, I guess is the, is the way to say it. And I, I think you're right. Eventually, like if you add up everyone's wrongdoings, you're not going to be able to listen to anyone, but What's the line? What's the line? That's what's hard. And Kanye's done a lot of things that are Woo. that are probably past the line for sure. But I also think like, am I going to listen to Marilyn Manson? No. Am I going to listen to the baby? No. I mean, right. I wasn't fans of either of theirs anyways, right. but, but especially right. after knowing like what they've done. No, but having them as a feature on a song then cancels you too. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what the line is. It stresses me out. All I know is that unfortunately Donda does slap and that's where I'm at. Yeah, it does really slap. And yeah, it's just a great record. I was not expecting it to be as amazing as it was to be honest with you because it was like, I loved early Kanye. Then it went downhill and I was like, well, this is all like not for me. And then I was like, oh, kind of like what you were saying. It was like a return to his older stuff. And I was like, this is great. And yeah, I love the song Hurricane Ugh, with The Weeknd. That's going to be his first single. It is? Yeah. I love that song. Great song. I just, I, I think that was the first song where I was like listening through the record and I was like, wait, this is definitely The Weeknd and like no one is listed. Yeah. It's so weird. But also, of course, Kanye can do that. Anyone else would be sued and like would have to take it down and all that stuff. Like, yeah, they were just like, sure, Kanye. 
I just there are so many songs on it and it's it's really long and I think a lot of the negative criticisms of the album have to do with it being so long and not enough value for being as long as it is I personally loved it and honestly I like more than half of the songs so I'm not worried about the length like I'm not mad about it because there are so many songs in both the first and second halves that like I enjoy so I ain't mad I think it's fantastic. And like, I'm just now pulling up his like most popular songs, at least on Spotify. And the most popular songs populating are all from Donda right now, which really goes to like, what are they? Um, Hurricanes. Number one, number two is off the grid. Number three is jail. And number four is moon. Uh, Moon might be my favorite, but I mean, that just goes to show like even his new music is just like skyrocketing up because I think artists like, for example, if you pull up Taylor Swift, she has like one or two songs from folklore evermore, but then she has like shake it off, which is still her number one. Yeah. But it's just, it's interesting. Like Kanye has everything else. Yeah. Like but I think that's cause it's so big right now that right. maybe that might flip, but also Donda apparently had the biggest day of streaming on Apple and Spotify of, like, of all time of a first day release. It did until Drake. Drake broke that record but then Kanye so I'm getting into a little bit of a tangent but I went down like a Kanye rabbit hole he is obviously known for his merch culture he like changed the way everyone does merch even Travis Scott now is like modeled after him like where it's drops and he did it after like high fashion people he made seven million dollars per show in merch for listening parties like let me put this in perspective. A listening party is him coming out in a mask, pressing play, and getting $7 million in merch alone. But you got to think about it, too. That's an exclusive event. He's not doing those all around the country. Oh, 100%. So it's, but that's what they yeah. were saying. And you can follow. They were saying it's cool because, like, a concert tee typically has been the a face tee or a logo and then the tour dates. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, this nostalgia moment in everyone's mind where Kanye's made it streetwear for that time in his life. Yeah. Like for Life of Pablo, he had something for, um, what was the one he did with uh, Kid Cudi? That record, um, Kid Cudi and Kanye did the Kid See Ghosts mm. record. They performed it once, I think, at a festival, but made the majority of their money from merch sales on like a $200 sweatshirt that everyone tries to get. And he's smart. He was... Married to a Kardashian, so all the Kardashians had it yeah. and would wear it, and it was free advertising, and right. it was super exclusive. It's genius. Yeah, and I think that's really smart, too, to make streetwear, like you were saying, because then it's something, it's not, like a concert to you with the tour dates on it, where do you wear that? Right. Where do you wear such a thing? If it's something that you're going to wear in your everyday life, it's going to be a lot more valuable to you to buy, you and, know? And it becomes like a statement piece. And they were saying from, like, the Donda listening events... His first like gap piece was released. He wore a puffy jacket. It sold out in like two seconds. Oh, and yeah. It was like the gap puffy, whatever. I mm-hmm. forgot what it's called. It was like $70 and now it's going for like 10 grand online. That's insane. It's a gap coat. Yeah. A gap. It's coat. a puffer coat that you can get at H&M or Correct. Old Navy. Right. But it's because it's like his specific signature thing. Totally. It's crazy. Genius, but crazy. Also, just in one final Kanye fact, uh, he legally changed his name to Ye. 
No first name, no last name, just yay. I love it. Yay for president. No. Justine. <laughs> yay. We're remember? in the state no. that had the most votes for Kanye. Remember when we talked about the line? That is the line. <laughs> <laughs> he just drew the line. Yeah, you were you definitely voted for him for president. <laughs> for sure. You? I was like, oh, Kanye for <laughs> sure. We're joking. She didn't. Uh okay. Jay, now we're gonna talk about our currents. I wanna know what you have been currently reading, watching, and listening to. Give me the tea. I wanna know about the content. Okay. So I've been watching I'm always watching Bravo. And As you I'm I'm now like in a deep, dark Bravo hole because we've got Erica Jane who's getting her divorce and I'm watching that. And then I'm watching, I started, but haven't finished the episode, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Jen Shaw's in the middle of stuff. And then I like try to keep up with like some popular things. I can't keep up with everything, but White Lotus, that was nerve wracking. So I've been watching all of that. Are you caught up on White Lotus? Did you watch it all? Yeah, I finished it. What'd you think about it? I just, I thought it was random. It like, was weird. I honestly thought I'm not into taking hallucinogenics, but I probably, I when I was watching that, I was like, I should probably take something. I felt yeah. like I was taking drugs, but I wasn't. Right. Um, what'd you think? It was really weird. I kept hearing everyone say they love it. So I didn't, I just kept powering through and I was like, oh, maybe it gets better. I didn't hate it, but I just like didn't get the point of it. Yeah. So I love all the actors in it. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, what I am reading is The Patch by <gasps> John McPhee. Oh, I think I was thinking of a different book. What is that about? Um, It's this guy. So I'm in the very beginning and it's like this guy that grew up in the Princeton area and like it goes through like family tragedy, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm in the beginning where they talk about this like fishing patch on a lake sounds super interesting but it's like very eloquently written so i think it's fiction or non-fiction non-fiction and i think it's gonna like just be a simple story but very eloquently written okay i love that um it's very good i'm excited to be reading that um and then what i'm listening to is i'm a stan i love him ed sheeran I love the song Shiver, Visiting Hours I can't even listen to because I sob. <laughs> Lauren, don't roll your eyes at me. He's he's the greatest, and those songs make me want to dance minus Visiting Hours, which makes me want to cry. I will say Shiver, I listened to, I listened to, it just came out this past Friday, and the first half of the song, I was like, I am not feeling this, and by the end, I was like, wait, I do kind of like this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It caught, it got... It just got into my brain and it made I, you shiver. Catchy. It did. It really did. Um, did you like the first single though? Cause I didn't really love that one. Bad oh, habits. No, I do. I like it. No, I, I liked it, but I just didn't love it. Like, yeah, I loved shape of you. I was like, mm-hmm. this is a bop that gets stuck in your head and you cannot get it out. I don't know that I feel that same way about bad habits. I do feel like it gets stuck in your head, but almost, I kind of hate it in the same way that I hate shape of you now where it's like, it's so catchy that I've heard it so many times that it gets so repetitive, you know, that I'm just kind of like, okay, That's I don't need to listen to that for a greatest. while. He's obviously a catchy songwriter. Okay. <laughs> like, let's take a breath. <laughs> all right, Casey. Um, all right, Lauren, hit me with all of your currents. I hope it's some good ones that I know. Well, we'll see. So I am currently watching Only Murders in the Building. Have you seen it? 
No. Oh my God. Okay. So it's a new Hulu show with Steve Martin, Martin Short, and oh, Selena Gomez. Yes. I've seen the previews for it, but I have not watched it. Yes. It I is. Lied. I was pleasantly surprised. I hadn't heard anybody talking about it, so I was hesitant to start it, but it is a freaking delight. So basically, there's a murder in this apartment building where Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez all live. And they all find out that they all are fans of a true crime podcast. So they decide after this murder happens in their building to start their own true crime podcast about Mm. the murder. Mm. And so it's just like, it's like minimally spooky. It's mostly just like kind of dark humor. And Steve Martin's voice, just listening to it, puts me in like a relaxation mode. I'm like, oh, that's just like my dad. Like he's just so calming and soothing to me. So I love that. And Selena Gomez is surprisingly great in it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. The previews looked really good. Yeah. I was actually like, I was expecting to be turned off and I was like, oh, this kind of looks good. Yeah. And they're releasing it one episode at a time, which is annoying, but that way you can get caught up if you want to watch it. So Ooh, recommend I'll check it out. I'm currently reading The Goldfinch by Donna Tart. It is the longest book of all time. It So it looks big. Yeah. <laughs> from, I was going to say, have you read it? <laughs> I have not read it, but I've seen it and it just, it looks big. No, it's like over 700 pages. Yeah, it looks like a, a big one. But um, I have a friend who recently read it who said it was good. It's obviously like a an award-winning book. And so far it's like beautifully written. I'm like literally 20% into it, but it like takes forever. Um, but I'm liking that so far. We'll see how it goes. I actually really just want to finish it so that I can watch the movie, even though I've heard the right. movie is not that good, but. I just love watching a movie after I finish a book. Love that. (laughs) And then I'm currently listening to the band Camino just released a new record on Friday. And it just, that band just makes me relive my teenage angst, but like in a more poppy way. So I need to dive into them because I feel like everyone loses their mind about them, but I haven't actually like sat down and listened to them. I think you would like them. You think so? I think so. It's, it's just hard to explain. Like it's a very punk pop vibe from like our high school days but like more on the pop side and it's like they op they were opening for dan and jay is that right yes is that what tour they were on okay which is a very very weird pairing i will say but also an even weirder pairing is are you familiar with ben rector yeah they the first time i saw them they opened up for ben rector in atlanta which is weird an even weirder pairing so that's, they're just, they're versatile. Like they kind of just love that for them. Yeah. You should definitely listen. I'll give you some songs to listen to, but their new album that just came out. So good. All right. I'll check it out. Yeah. I'm not about to recommend. All right. So that's all we got for you, you guys. But we did want to say, uh, now that we've kind of talked about Donda and a little bit about our boy Kanye, a little tease for our next episode, we are taking it back to the beginning with a deep dive on the college dropout. Get ready. Get freaking ready. I'm excited to talk about that album. Me too. I love that album. Me too. Like, and I've been listening to deeply. it again just in preparation for that and still I have slaps. it on vinyl. <gasps> That's a good one to have on vinyl. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Love mm-hmm. that. So if you guys want to prepare, go ahead and listen to that leading up to the next episode. We love you. Mean it. Stay buzzed. Stay buzzed. If you like this episode, do your thing. Comment, like, subscribe, all of the things. Leave us a review. And we'll catch you next time. Stay buzzed. Stay cool.